Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. I'm going to go record. I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> it's I, know, but I think it's funny that you say the same thing every time. Routine, baby. Routine. I love that consistency. Love it. Okay, everybody. Sarah's wearing a really cute shirt today, and I wish you all could see it. It's like just the cutest. I want it. Um, and we are starting this podcast after about half an hour of just shooting the shit and talking about random stuff. So we're really clued in today. You're going to notice that for sure. Um, but for real, what we're talking about today is a topic that has been coming up a lot, a lot, a lot with clients lately in the realm of macro tracking. So we're titling, I don't know what we'll end up titling this episode, but something something along the lines of when is it time to take a break from macro tracking and or how are you using it? So in the past, we've done an episode where we talked about the difference between active and passive macro tracking. That may be a good episode to kind of familiarize yourself with um, if you are in a place of why am I tracking macros? Is it really helping me? You know, what am I getting out of it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that might be something to go back and listen to. I think that was like season one. It was. Yeah. I'd say it was like one of our first like 10 episodes or something. Yeah. Episode six yeah. for whatever reason is sticking in my mind, but maybe that's because this is also episode six. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So the way in which we've seen this conversation come up lately with clients are from a few different perspectives. For some, we've been tracking macros for a long ass time and they're wanting to experience life beyond tracking. So we've been talking about how to transition from tracking macros, literally tracking everything you're eating to not. We've also been working with some clients who have a lot on their plate right now, literally and metaphorically, and are like, hey, tracking macros isn't feeling like the supportive habit I want it to be right now. What are my other options? Um, and some people who just don't have the goals that really require that really diligent, really accurate approach to navigating their nutrition. And so we've started to talk about how to transition away from it. What can we do in place of macro tracking? Um, or how can we use it as a little bit more of a flexible tool than what we might have been using it for before? Mm -hmm. So many different options when it comes to the whole tracking macro situation. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to go through some of like the main ideologies behind macro tracking. Um, usually we see like two different polarizing opinions on that. Um, we're going to talk about why we personally like to use it for ourselves and with clients. We'll go through some of the pros and cons of macro tracking, and then we'll talk about how to determine whether it's right for you right now based on what your goals are, the current stage of life you're in, what you've been doing in times prior, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's us just dive straight in. So two kind of ideologies, two camps in this realm. On one side, we see people saying, you know, macro tracking is the end all be all. If you have any kind of nutrition goals, like you've got to be tracking macros. It's the most accurate. It's the only way to know if you're in a surplus versus a deficit versus maintenance. On the flippity flip, there are those people who are like, it is very disordered. It is unnecessary. It's problematic to be tracking all your food. Mm -hmm. And we sit somewhere in the middle, probably leaning. Do we lean one way? Not necessarily. I guess it depends on the client. It depends. It's so different for everyone, right? Um, I would say that I definitely lean towards like the positive side of things. I think that it can be super beneficial for most people, but also recognizing the problems that it can bring up for certain people, especially individuals who have histories of disordered eating um, and that kind of stuff, right? So it really, where we are in that middle ground is viewing it as a tool to help us build self-awareness around food in general, around our own needs when it comes to macronutrients, calorie intake, et cetera, around our own habits, um, and the ways that we view food, um, the habits that we have around eating, and just like our overall understanding of our nutrition. It really mm -hmm. is a tool. And that's kind of where we sit with it. Right. And I think as long as we're viewing it as like a tool, we need to view it as like a tool of many. Like it's one of the ways in which we can navigate things. And it's not the only way. Um, There's lots of tools in that box. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. Or I pictured a little tool belt. Right. Nice. I got a snack in one pocket. Yeah. <laughs> tool in the other. Um, okay. Well, why don't we talk about how we use macro tracking with clients? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just what I just said, right? We use macros with majority of our clients, especially when they first start off with us. Mm -hmm. um, and that is in some capacity. Maybe they're tracking proteins, fats, carbs, and calories. Maybe they're just tracking protein and calories. Maybe we're using it to track fiber, but we have generally most of our clients track macros in some capacity uh, for various reasons. Number one, for them to build that understanding and awareness um, for as from a coach's perspective, it gives us a really good insight into what our clients are eating. So that mm -hmm. is another really great reason why we like to use it with our clients. It just gives us more insight um, and more data to be able to pull from and to be able to help them like make adjustments when it comes to progress towards their goals. Totally. So like I have told clients in the past, it feels like a really honest way for us to communicate um, because I can't be with clients sitting on their shoulder or like looming over them when they're putting together a meal or deciding whether or not to eat a cookie. Um, and so being able to track what they're eating is a way for them to communicate to us what they're eating without me being their hidden camera or in person watching them at their every move and every bite. Um, so there are clients who it's really helpful for us to go into their tracking app. So whether it's MyFitnessPal or whatever, and actually see where the macronutrients are coming from because macros themselves are not everything. We've talked about this before, but like a, a bitch could hit their macros by drinking protein shakes and eating ice cream. Mm -hmm. and you can hit your macros that way. But we also need to pay attention to food quality, what meals are looking like. So like how much protein you're getting per meal, how much fiber, all of that kind of stuff. So for some people, it makes sense for us to take a 
that much of a specific like look, a direct look at what they're eating for other clients. Um, maybe we've worked with them for a long time or we've had lots of conversations about where their macros are coming from. And so we just kind of look at the numbers and give feedback based on that. Yeah, again, totally dependent on the client there um, mm -hmm. and our relationship with them and their experience. Um, tracking macros can also be really great from a accountability standpoint. Um, so accountability to yourself, whether you're doing this by yourself or working with a coach, right? Um, there's the accountability piece that comes from seeing the data there and be, being able to utilize that in guiding your decisions um, when it comes to what you're eating. And like Nicholas said, deciding whether or not you want to have that cookie or you need to throw some more chicken onto your meal or whatever. Um, it gives us kind of that outside view. And then the accountability of having to report your macros to your coach is also beneficial and something that we notice um, is helpful with a lot of clients that we work with. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I mean, depending on the goal, I think tracking macros can be more or less important um, for a good majority of our clients. It does happen to be one of the most accurate ways to report like their food intake um, and make sure that they are eating in a way that does support their goals. Mm -hmm. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Before we go into pros and cons here, I think we should start with pros, but um <laughs> That was like why we use it with our clients, but why do you, like, I think both you and I track our macros majority of the time, mm -hmm. correct? Whether mm -hmm. or not we're working with a coach or not. So for you, Nicola, what, why do you track your macros? I mean, depending on the goal, the goal is big. So if I'm in a diet phase, it's a must for me because I straight up just will not be in a calorie deficit without it mm -hmm. um, I'm a human with a high drive to eat so it's just never gonna happen if I'm not keeping like being aware of it and also I think like I'm a fallible human like I'll forget that I had something if I'm not tracking it um, and again especially like in the context of a certain goal if we're talking about fat loss um, or even just like performance nutrition it's important for me to kind of have that like second eye or second like check to make sure that I'm eating in a way that does support that. Um, I'm also at a point where I've tracked on and off for a good chunk of time. And so it's not, it's not a stressor for me. It feels very easy to do. Um, if I, if there's times where I'm not doing it, it's literally a laziness excuse because it is very simple at this point. Yeah. It's just like part of the routine. Yeah. 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 I have similar, similar feedback there. Um, again, depending on the goal, if I'm in a period of maintenance, it just allows me to make sure I'm getting my protein in to make sure I'm eating enough. Right. Um, and still getting like some decent macro or micronutrients in there. Um, but I think, and this is where we'll go into pros. It needs to be, we talked about this on the active and passive, but it really does need to be an active process. Right. So, we're not just using the app to tell us when to eat and what to eat. We're, we're combining that information with our hunger, like with awareness of our hunger, with awareness of how we feel before and after training, with awareness of how we feel when we don't get enough sleep and all of these other biofeedback measures that we have, we're utilizing that data all together. Um, so again, there's like those multiple tools, they're all working together. 
um, in order to give us like a really good understanding of what our body needs um, and give us feedback for when we need to make adjustments and what those adjustments might be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so those are our personal reasons, um, but we also have clients who use it for different reasons in general. Um, I've got a few clients who use it like literally as a food diary um, because they're not actively writing it out. They just log what they're eating and we're not trying to hit specific targets. We're literally using it to like get some kind of understanding of what they are consuming in a day. Mm -hmm. um, and the accountability there is just to, we're focusing on overall health. So a lot of it's like eating enough, keeping an eye on protein, um, touching base when like, what happens when fiber is really low? Like, how are you feeling? So like Sarah said, relating it back to our biofeedback and things like that. Mm -hmm. So those kind of all go into the pros that we had written down here. We're going to talk about pros versus cons. So we basically just talked about all the pros gives you information. Um, it helps increase our awareness around our needs. It ties in nicely with our biofeedback, gives us that like outside view, um, external of any like beliefs or conditioning that we have around food or around our bodies and stuff like that. So those are some of the pros. What are some of the cons? Can we pause here for a sec? Cause I thought of another no. pro that maybe we didn't touch on, but I've heard chatted about a lot is that when we're tracking macros, as opposed to another dietary tool, such as like a meal plan um, or things like that, there is the flexibility to include all the foods that you like. Yes. Again, we're not trying to hit those macros with just protein shakes and ice cream, but the fact that you could, if you wanted to, shows you just how far the flexibility goes. Mm -hmm. Obviously with our clients, we're aiming to eat primarily whole foods and get check the box for like our macros from whole food sources, getting a lot of micronutrients in there as well. But I love it because you can have the cookie, you can have the ice cream, you can have whatever you want in there. And you're just informing yourself of what that means for your macros. What does that mean for your overall intake for the day? How does it make you feel like all that kind of stuff? So I think that's another big pro. Big time. That one's huge when it comes to sustainability, right? We've had a lot of clients who through the process have learned that like, okay, I had the ice cream. I don't need to eat the entire tub because I was bad and ruined all my progress or, you know, whatever other preconceived notions we might have around like good versus bad foods. It kind of takes that away, mm -hmm. um, which is a really beautiful thing about it. Mm -hmm. Good one. Okay. So cons. Um, I don't know how often you see this with clients. I don't see this often with clients, but I know it is a thing. But sometimes people will like lean on macros so hard that it becomes a crutch and we don't know how to then eat without tracking. Mm -hmm. Like there's a little bit of a fear of like what happens when I let go of this tool. Right. And that's definitely if it's being used in that passive way where we're not paying attention to like those mm -hmm. feedback markers and we're not paying attention to, you know, what does a portion look like on my plate and stuff like that. Um but inside of that, I think it's more so not that people don't know how to eat, but I think it's when the accountability of the macro tracking is gone, mm -hmm. some people have struggles because, you know, it's not being measured and they don't have like that external check-in system, right? Um, and so if we're not utilizing all of the other great things that we've learned from the tracking process, then it can kind of feel like there's like this la-la land or people can kind of you know, let go of the positive habits that they've built for whatever reason. 
Mm -hmm. And I mean, like for people who are easily like hung up on numbers or find a lot of like their perfectionist tendencies come out with things like this, it can be scary to move from like you're tracking all your meals to all of a sudden wondering like what happens if this chicken isn't four ounces and it's five. Right. (sighs) Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of like emphasis put on the precision that maybe doesn't need to be there. Right. Yeah. Is probably not as important for most goals. Right. And so if you find yourself like relying heavily on macros like that, that's kind of worth a little bit of self-reflection to think about like, why is this your tool of choice and how come you are taking it to that kind of like polar end? Yeah. Um, Another con is, and actually I had a client bring this up not too long ago, but Sometimes we can fall into that, like if it fits your macros mentality, where we are just eating things to fulfill our macros. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that can sometimes result in us eating a lot lower quality food because it fits our macros um, or because we've had poor planning and we've got all of this, these macros left at the end of the day or whatever. Um, I think some people kind of like swing from one side or the other they're either focusing on food quality or macros but we really do want to try to find that like middle ground where we're paying attention to both of those um so it can be a con if it takes you away from nourishing your body with whole foods majority of the time absolutely um and on a similar note it can be a little problematic if it starts to take away from your quality of life where it's like you are so rigid about it Again, there is context and nuance to this because some people, depending on their goal, will need to be super mindful about this. But like if it means your social life and your mental health deteriorate because you're always saying no out of fear of like not having perfect macros, that's something to think about as well. Mm-hmm. So when it starts taking away from living your life. Yeah. Um, and then another con that Nicola had listed here is if we start to like truly believe that like we can't either make progress or we can't be healthy or we can't eat for our own needs without it, mm-hmm. right? So that's going back to it being like a crutch, like we're either tracking macros or we're fucking sending it. Like, <laughs> you know, there's like no yeah. in between, which like, Again, this is all, this all has to do with like the mindset that we have around tracking and the stories that we're telling ourselves about it as we're going through the process. Um, But if we really fall into this like space where we feel like we can't do anything without it, um, that's not going to be an ideal situation. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, So with that in mind, when for either clients or just listeners, when would we suggest it being more important when is it less helpful obviously a diet phase so if you are in a calorie deficit um, tracking is a great way to ensure you are in that calorie deficit with the caveat that there is inherent um, room for error in tracking right (laughs) but again more data more understanding um, more ability to ensure we're staying in that calorie deficit So that one's pretty obvious. I also think it can be really helpful at the beginning of your journey. So Mm -hmm. if you've never done anything with nutrition, you don't know anything about food, you don't know, you know, what is a protein, fat, or carbohydrate, tracking without the pressure of having specific targets can be a great way to learn about food. 
usually the biggest aha moment is people being like wow that was a full day of eating and I have 24 grams of protein fuck where do I get protein yeah, from? yeah. <laughs> yeah big time or like wow that's one serving of peanut butter ah uh, yes heartbreaking uh, peanut butter slap in the face yeah, that yeah. everyone goes through oh I want to slap you in the face with some peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> how would that even work like a spoonful of peanut butter Ah, that I feel like that would kind of hurt. Peanut butter slap. It would make a really good sound, though. Very yeah. satisfying. Like, but okay, who did? Was it like with you guys that like slapping each other with meat was like a thing? What like a, with meat? Like a slice of deli meat. I feel like Travis used to do that. Ew, no. Just like, yeah. I'd be so pissed if someone hit me with meat. I'd yeah. be instantly like, just oh like God, greasy. I'm, I'm gonna break out. Yeah, <laughs> me of all things. Yeah, and I was picturing like a cam. Yeah, like, bigger there, but like a little yeah. salami. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Like, oh, you need to go buy me some toner. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a weird aside, but anyways, um, going back. Yeah, um, I think often especially like in the online space if you go into any like nutrition uh, Facebook groups or anything like that there's always a handful of people who are like I've tried everything and I can't make any progress and someone is like have you ever tracked your food and they're like no that's disordered eating it's way too much work right. and it's like girl you have spent years so frustrated and like doing all of these crazy diets when it's really just your awareness around your intake mm -hmm. is the biggest one yeah and so I think like moving away from this idea of like tracking your food is disordered and recognizing that like it's actually a really great learning tool yeah. and it doesn't have to be forever and it doesn't mean you need to drastically change like it's not a tracking macros in itself is not a diet no and the two get conflated way too often yeah that's a good point um with the whole I've tried everything thing yeah like, have you tried tracking your food no yeah. that's way too much work yeah <laughs> It also like, okay, it takes a little groundwork in the beginning, but after a couple of weeks, it's not that fucking hard. Like it well, just, it doesn't, we need to be in a place where we want to put that effort in. Yes, it is effort, but to take the extra two or three minutes before a meal for most people, it's not as big of a thing as we work it up to be in our heads. Well, that's exactly it. And as soon as you talk about like the planning process, putting in some simple, but very effective habits, like meal prep mm -hmm. it's, it's like okay we can take the complexity level from like 100 down to 50 and it just gets yes. so much easier yeah big time and that's a lot what we work with our clients on too especially in the beginning mm -hmm. okay they're helpful not as helpful I don't know I think it really has a place at any like time like when I think about when I've been more prone to not using it or gone the longest it's definitely what been when I'm like very content in maintenance but even in maintenance I notice myself like I become less consistent some days are more some days are less and I kind of just have an easier time personally falling out of routine yeah. um so I'll go back to like you know maybe it's been a hot minute since I've tracked my intake um and I just track to see where I'm at for a few days that can be really enlightening um yeah, I don't know. So I think it does have its place in maintenance and surplus as well. Yes. Certainly when we get more flexibility, we're like, oh, I don't need to be as like tuned in. And I think tracking can still be really helpful. It just means that, you know, your food quality and like the types of things you're eating can shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when are times where maybe it's not as useful or necessary? 
I mean, for people who don't have specific goals, um, whether that's putting on muscle and being in a slight surplus, whether that's being in a diet phase, um, or for people who have like put in the work to do like active tracking where we're understanding our hunger, how to make a balanced meal, what Mm -hmm. foods make us feel good, what kind of portions sit really well with us. And we are really comfortable with what our food intake looks like and feels like. Then I think tracking macros doesn't have to be as important. Again, it's still a tool you have in your toolbox. Yeah. Can pull it out when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You also made this note here in a bulking phase, if you are confident that you know how to keep calories high. Yes. Yeah. Because we, when we're in a bulking phase, we have a lot more flexibility. Um, And aside from hitting our protein targets, there's like a lot more flexibility in our carbs and fats. Obviously we're wanting to be in a surplus. So we're consuming more calories than we are expending. Um, And generally speaking with the hyper palatability of foods and most of us have a drive to eat. It's not, it's not as difficult or it's not requiring as much awareness to be in a surplus as it is in a deficit. That said, surpluses vary a lot. And depending on the reason you're entering a surplus, sometimes for people, we I don't work with many clients who this is a thing for, but we're pushing calories so high that it does get uncomfortable yeah. and people are almost consuming more than they would naturally want to. Um, and so when it gets to that point, like again, tracking is helpful just to make, just to make sure, sure you're working. getting it in. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. So why don't we finish up then with, okay, we've gone through the pros and cons when we might want to do it, when we might not want to do it. So if we are in a position now where we're like, ah, we're going to transition away or take a break, what are some considerations? Well, I mean, think about like what we talked about at the beginning, like mentally, like mindset wise, are you in the right place to what's going to happen to your nutrition when you stop tracking and be honest, like, is it going to be full send the other direction? And if so, there's probably a lot more there to talk about. And it might not just be like macros that are Mm -hmm. like the problem or the solution, Mm -hmm. um, but some deeper stuff going on there. So consider where you're at, consider your comfort level with like, have you spent time eyeballing your portions could you use macro tracking or even just like weighing your food but not tracking it might be something um so over say november to i don't know november to january i wasn't really tracking my food but for when i would put together meals i would still weigh out my food because i had spent so much time knowing like for this meal i need around 150 grams of protein i need around 200 grams of rice I need around this much like vegetables and then I'd give myself flexibility elsewhere or like when I did my oats I knew exactly like the grams or the ounces I wanted yeah Um, and so like I wasn't tracking anything that steps removed but I'm still eating in the same way Mm -hmm. same portion sizes right yeah yeah that I love the weighing but not tracking um because again to put put your plate on the scale and just like weigh out each portion doesn't really take a lot of extra time. Um, But again, if we've tracked long enough, yeah, yeah. If we've tracked long enough, then we know, okay, that hits all of my like targets ish for that meal. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the effort in tracking is like when you're playing macro Tetris and you need to keep Mm -hmm. adjusting the portions of meals to make it fit. Yeah. And really that's what we're not aiming for when we track. So yeah. Um, another thing you could maybe consider is just tracking a few days per week. 
So often I'll have clients like track one day and then take two days off and then track one day and then take two days off as they're transitioning out. Um, and on that day that they are tracking, they're kind of using that as like a template for the next two days. Right. So yeah. even though they're not tracking the next two days, they're eating like a similar meal prep or similar meals. Um, maybe they're weighing their food, like we said, and you know, things are going to be pretty much status quo there. Yeah. Same kind of thing. If you were, um, someone who really enjoyed meal prep, track that day of meal prep, and then you have the same day of eating throughout the rest of the week. And you really don't have to think about it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you're just tracking the one day and you're just repeating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you build another habit around that. And soon you kind of like, just know what you're working with. Mm -hmm. Lots of clients too, will have just track protein because that's the one that's easiest to fall off, right? So if we're just tracking our main protein sources, also understanding that like other foods that we're eating still have protein in them. So maybe the target that we're trying to hit is maybe a little bit lower than our main protein yeah. target, right? Yeah, so like, okay. if I'm only tracking my protein sources, but I'm trying to hit 160 grams of protein, it's not accounting for the protein that's in like the vegetables that I'm eating or the chickpeas that I had or like you know, protein, that protein, the peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut yeah. The butter. peanut butter. <laughs> um, <laughs> so knowing like, okay, maybe I'm going to set my target to like 145 mm-hmm. with the idea that like, I'm probably getting another 15 grams from like those other yeah, sources perfect. that aren't like main proteins. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another thing too. Yeah. Or just track for calories. If the macro breakdown isn't as important, mm-hmm. calorie, uh, protein and calories, things like that, where again, you're not putting the emphasis on hitting the target, but you're tracking for just awareness and overall intake. Yeah. 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 So lots of kind of possibilities. Um, and I think the thing we didn't really touch on is like what happens when clients or anybody is like in, like likes the process, understands it as a tool, but is for whatever reason, needing a break or just feeling like life isn't supportive for tracking right now. Right. Then take a break. What does that look like? It depends on the person, I guess. Yeah. I mean, any of those options that we just said, you got a specific thing in mind? Well, specific like client contexts. And so one of them, we are just using like MyFitnessPal tracking as a food diary. We're not even bothering to hit calories. We just mm-hmm. want to make like use it as something um, for self-reflection. So being like, oh, I noticed today I ate, you know, around the 1800 calorie level and I found myself really snacky at night. The right. next thing it's like, hey, I bought my calories up to around 2000 calories. I'm less snacky. That was cool. Right. Um. So we're not tracking in the same way, or we move from, I'm weighing out every single thing to I'm estimating a little bit more. And maybe right. I'm playing a little game where I put what I think four ounces of chicken on the plate Fun game. and then I weigh it <laughs> and then I see if I'm right kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so just taking the pressure off the specific targets or yeah, taking a break. And um, I've got a, a call coming up with a client and we're going to go through what it's like to just aim for portions of things in a day. So generally like taking your macro numbers and breaking down, like how many portions of protein does that mean I need to aim for in a day? How many portions of vegetables, carbs, fats, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so that can be another way. If you're always focused on creating balanced meals, you know, it becomes yeah. a little easier. Rule of threes there. Mm-hmm. Protein, fat, and then- carb. And, and you know what you like to eat for a pre and post-workout meal and you're good to go. So there yeah. are lots of 
things to do. And ultimately, I think like if you're needing that break away from macros, take it and also consider like why. Why is macro tracking a stressor and not helping you? Not saying it's bad yeah. if you if it is a stressor for you, but literally just getting curious. What part of it isn't feeling like it fits for you? And can you still track in a way that allows you to feel better about it? Or do we need to move to a completely different tool? Because mm-hmm. it, it really isn't for everybody in every context, as much as it can be helpful. Yeah. 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 And our, our mindset around it really makes or breaks whether it's something supportive for us. Yes. Like yeah. ours as in the user, not us. No, as like ours. It, yeah. <laughs> no, the user. User beware. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying the way that you are thinking about macros is going to make or break whether it is something supportive for you, yourself, in your current situation. Yes. Keep that in mind as well. Keep it in mind. Okay. We got to get ready for some calls here. Boom. Okay. Quick fuck yes, fuck no. Um. Okay. Do you have one in mind? uh fuck no taxes fuck yes an accountant to do it for you yeah nice perfect (laughs) uh if you need an accountant we have a great one we will send him your way shoot us a dm yeah i'm like no pressure blade but like he does my taxes in an hour so yeah you need your taxes done in an hour he might be your guy (laughs) yeah he's the best nicola's also very organized so there's that too it's not like you're just like throwing a bunch of shit at him. No, he gives me a spreadsheet and I fill it yeah. out and I'm like, oh, Excel. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have any fuck yes or fuck no's? Uh, you know, I'm just taking it day by day. I'm still recovering <laughs> from my batch and yes, vacations. Fuck no, yeah. fuck no daylight savings. Jeez. Yeah, fuck no daylight savings. Yeah. I'm like, I need, need a nap. I'm alive today. Yeah. It's two days after. What is it? Yeah. Two days after yeah. the time change. And I'm like, I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm going to go for a walk instead of have a nap though, because I'm a oh. good Yeah. Gold stars. Proud of you. Yeah. Oh, and I have to, I will fuck yes, these Oaken Fort like slacks because the effortless slacks from Aritzia never fit me. Really? They don't? No, they don't. They're too tight in my quads. And when uh, I size up, then they're too big in the waist. Oh, bitch, get them I know. Hey, wait, stand up. Show us. Yeah. Last week, you showed me the hole in your crotch. This right. Show me these nice pants. I got these ones from Open Fort. Hair's really fancy today, you guys. Well, yeah, I just put on some nice clothes. And yeah, she's fancy as shit. The okay, they look like effortless pants. What are the... Wait, what's the bottom like? I need to see the lower leg. Uh, They're pretty, like... They... Uh, okay. Yeah. They fit similar. I wouldn't know that they weren't the effortless pants. If you yeah. didn't tell me. They do Great. have the pleat in them. Which uh, like, effortless pants like have that. the pleat, don't they? Uh, I think, I think some of them do. I don't know. Well, 10 out of 10 for Sarah's outfit today. Her hair looks nice. She has a tan. She's wearing um, a great outfit. She looks adorable. Nicola is the best hype girl right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Um, yeah, I just decided to get ready to try to combat how much I want to just lay in my bed yeah true, true, yeah. true okay wait before we go I need to make one more shout out okay everybody who works in healthcare, I got my blood taken today and the poor human beings who work there deal with so much shit and they are yeah. so fucking good at their jobs like boom 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 needles in yes sterilizing <laughs> taking your blood doing payments like processing <laughs> things and I was like wow you deserve so much more money than you're getting so mm-hmm. shout out to you if you work in healthcare. 
That's we nice. literally all die without you. Yeah. We have so. a lot of nurse. Cl- well, I have a lot of nurse clients. Lots of nurse clients. Yep. Yeah. Or like nursing student clients. Yeah. They yep. deal with a lot of shit, you guys. So treat yeah, them well. Big time. Big time. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're okay. going to wrap it up. Um, we've, we've been really bad at reminding you all to follow us on Instagram, probably because you probably already follow us on Instagram, but follow us on Instagram. Um, we post a lot. <laughs> I literally just posting at all. I looked and I was like, when was the last time I posted something? January 12th. Nice. So it's been two months, uh, but I'm, I'm back for three weeks. So we'll see what happens. When I and if back. you don't follow her, you're never going to see the great things that are going to come up. True. On like these random posts. Yeah. Yeah. And Rue. Rue's there. Yeah. Um, Little Groovy. And also coaching spots. Oh, we both have have coaching coaching spots. spots. Do we not? Do you? I have like one right now. Like one. Okay. I've got a few. Yeah. So Um, April start date. I've got a few. If you're, if you want to learn how to track macro, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if you want some support around your nutrition, if you want a smiley face on your team, um, if you want my amazing sense of humor every week, <laughs> Nicola will hype you up. Yeah, or if you just need like a little a little hype girl action, I can yeah. I can do whatever. <laughs> um, we also have our coach mentorship open, so if you are a nutrition coach and you want some support in your biz, we've got that open as well. So I'll pop those all in the show notes. And that's and all then, we'll all watch Ted Lasso tomorrow and we'll all yes. come back next week. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. It will be a nice shift from Yellow Jackets. Oh, yeah. Sarah's binging Yellow Jackets right now. If you yeah. haven't watched it, what are you doing? It's so fucking good. It also starts a new season like in a week and a bit. So, yeah. It, yeah. Ted Lasso will like even the fucking emotions out a little bit. The anxiety. Yeah. 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 Anyway, okay, well, I have to go. Okay. Maybe okay. we'll talk about TV next week because Sarah's finally into shows. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I was watching Grey's Anatomy for 18 fucking seasons. <laughs> Six years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody, okay. we love you and we love will you. see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.